players have reported the spring training, and we're going to be going over quotes from Ramon Laureano, J.J. Blade, and Adrian Martinez, and I'm going to tell you whether or not we are buying or selling what they are telling us today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 531 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And today, we're going to be playing by yourself. Factor cap, I think is what the kids say. Um, don't don't correct me if I'm wrong, children. That would be mean. Um, but we're, we're going to see whether or not we are buying what these guys are selling to the media right now, and uh, it, it's 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 harmless. We're just gonna have some fun and see if we are buying the the work that they have put in this off season. That's all, and also it's gonna be enlightening to know what they've done this offseason to get ready for 2023. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube right now, hit subscribe. What? Why listen to the rest of the episode? Just hit subscribe now and just thank me later for that one. <laughs> but if you're already subscribed, make sure to comment down below. Leave us a, a thumbs up, a little like as well, because that, that helps the algorithm uh, for YouTube. Just help other, uh, you know, other people that like baseball or like the A's, like yourself. Uh, find the podcast. So that, that is how you can help grow the podcast yourself. Uh, I am at by Jason B on Twitter. The show is at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also check out inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at inside the A's. Uh, the, the actual URL is si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, so type that in and do that. Or if you just go to, uh, on Twitter, just type in Inside the A's, at Inside the A's, follow follow us, follow that over there, and then uh, you never miss an article. And then you don't also type in si.com slash MLB slash athletics. So it, it, it just makes it easier, I guess. But let's talk about some of these buy or sell candidates. We're going to start off with Ramon Laureano today. And uh, he talked with Martin Gallegos of MLB.com and said that he has not had a regular spring training since 2019, and that is definitely something that I brought up uh, just a, a couple of months ago, I think, on the podcast. I was like, you know, maybe that's the reason why you could buy into Ramon Laureano. He hasn't had a regular offseason for a while. 2020, COVID season, that was, a, that was a weird season for everybody, so it's not like just a him thing, but I could see that throwing somebody off of their game, especially coming off of a fantastic 2019 season. And then 2021 was fine. He got injured but at some point, but he was fine. And then he got suspended a little bit later in the season. So so the season was weird. Spring training was fine for him. 2022, uh, they had the lockout. Everybody had the lockout, so it was just a weird, uh, when do we, how do we condition ourselves for this season. And then also Ramon Laureano had 27 games left on his suspension, so he didn't even get to start playing regular season games until much later into the year. And uh, that that's gonna mess with your timing and how you get ready for a season. So right now he is, he is very ready. 
I, I believe. And this is coming off of a season where he hit 211 with a 287 on base. He hit 13 home runs, struck out 27% of the time. Not a great season. Uh, arguably his worst season in the big leagues. And so he took that. And I think he took, I think that uh, Martin Gallego said that he took four days off before reporting to Mesa. And then he's been in Mesa since. He's been there for four months getting ready for 2023. And now his teammates are starting to join him as well. And so that that's kind of the quote, I guess. It's not necessarily a quote, but it's, what he's been doing. Am I buying what he's selling me? And, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be quite the 2019 version of himself when he hit 288 with a 340 on base. He hit 24 home runs, struck out 27 and a half percent of the time. So a little bit better in the strikeout rate, but, uh, he's had better seasons with the strikeout rate, but I mean, our, by average, by on base, by, uh, home runs, that's his best season right there. And it's also a roughly a full season for him. So that's kind of what he needs. And uh, he also told, told Martin Gallegos that uh, while he's been at the, the Mesa complex, he has been working on his strength, on his conditioning to get ready for this season. He's been taking some at-bats because the more at-bats that he takes, the, the more ready that he feels for a big league season. And so these, these are the things that he's doing right now. And uh, I he knows what he needs more than anybody, I think. And so if he th believes that having a, a full spring training and having all of this time leading up to spring training is going to benefit him, I, I think that that's good. And I think that he's going to be okay. The one concern that I would have is if it doesn't lead to dividends immediately in spring training or in the regular season, does he start to question himself or something. He's a very emotional player, which is great. I love the passion that he plays with, but I mean, I, I, I'm speaking from experience. I'm, I'm kind of projecting on him, but if, uh, if I put a lot of effort into something and it doesn't take off immediately, I'm like, well, crap, that stinks. And then I kind of get down on myself. So I'm projecting on him, but I'm hoping that that does not happen if he doesn't have immediate success. That's my only concern because it's a concern for myself too. So uh, I think that that's a great way to not just throw it at Ramon. I was like, oh, no, no, that, that's me. I think I'm just writing about me right now and talking about me. So uh, th there's that. Um, I, I think that, that having a full spring training is going to be a big uh, catalyst for him to have a good, at least first half of the season for the A's, if not a, a full season for the A's. Um, I, I've mentioned that he is a, a definite trade candidate for a while now, but the A's want him to rebound a little bit. And if he has roughly a, a good first half of the season uh, with numbers that are like the ones that he put up in 2019, I could see him being a trade candidate as well. But I, I think that I'm buying what he is selling me because he is motivated right now. And he, he's going to keep putting in that effort, keep putting in that work. He's already made sure that he's, I mean, he's put in as many chips as he can into the health basket so that he can not be injured, not be dealing with a hip or, you know, something along those lines later in the season. Um, so I, I think that he's going to be okay. I, I'm buying what Ramon Laureano is selling me. I want him to return to that 2019 season form because uh, that guy was fun to watch. And I think that that would be good for Oakland A's baseball. So I am buying Ramon Laureano. But coming up, we're going to be talking about J.J. Bladé and whether or not I am buying what he is selling. So stay locked in, you guys. 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from money line to point scores to three pointers drained. I don't know if you guys watched this over the weekend. The NBA All-Star Game happened. I didn't watch that at all, uh, but I saw the highlights of Mike the Miz, the WWE wrestler, hitting a shot from down from midcourt to, I believe, tie the game. It was waved off and it didn't count, but oh man, did uh, I saw that everywhere for like a couple of straight hours on, on all platforms on social media. So that was fun. So uh, if you had the over-under on Mike the Miz hitting a, a, a game-ending three-pointer. I, I guess you, you lost that one because it was waved off, but he hit it. So he's definitely going to say that he hit it on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, whichever brand he's on now. Anyways, plus, uh, FanDuel even lets you combine bets for a chance at a bigger pout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's or si.com slash MLB slash athletics for... To make it easy for you guys, I guess. Uh, just follow Inside the A's on Twitter. It's so much simpler that way. I, I tweet out all the articles from there. Uh, but J.J. Bladet. Let's talk about J.J. Bladet. He is the A's recent trade acquisition. They traded uh, A.J. Puck to the Miami Marlins. Got J.J. Bladet back. He was a fourth-round pick in 2019. He's an outfielder. Um, a lot of... Uh, I think that both beat reporters are saying that uh, they, they think that he's got a good shot of making the opening day roster. I've made my case for why I don't think he's going to, uh, and it's not anything against him. I think that it's more so uh, Christian Pache out of options. And I think that, uh, that people are just down on Pache, and I get that because he wasn't good last year. But uh, I, I feel like as a ninth inning uh, or, you know, a, a late inning defensive replacement, at least get him some at-bats, see if he can start working his way into some playing time. Uh, and, you know, build up his stock, because I don't think that the A's want to give him away for nothing. So I think that Christian Pache sticks around because the A's do not go on to give him away for literally nothing, either a waiver claim or a trade for potatoes. I don't know. Maybe somebody will stock the, the vending machine. <laughs> but so that, that's why I don't have J.J. Bladet on my opening day roster. It's not anything against him. I think that it's just because he has options left and maybe he needs just a few more at-bats in AAA. I do think that J.J. Bladet will end up spending the majority of the season in Oakland. I just don't think that he's going to be there on opening day. Granted, we have not played any games. And position players haven't even reported the like officially reported the camp yet, so... We, we got some time for me to change my mind here, but as of right now, that is what I'm thinking. But J.J. Bladet had some quotes that he told Matt Kawahara of The Chronicle, and uh, one of them I, I, I put zero stock in, and that is he hasn't felt this good since college. Uh, zero stock for that one. I don't think that that matters. He's 25. What? 
He was in college like four years ago. That's fine. Yeah, when I was 25, I felt great. Now I'm old and everything's awful. Ah, uh, my knees. I need to stretch so much more than I do. Uh, anybody else? No? Okay, so he told Matt Kawahara, uh the jump from AAA to Major League Baseball was bigger than he anticipated. And for me, that makes... Uh, and that doesn't make sense. Uh, for me, that speaks to the Miami Marlins, the organization that he is coming from, not preparing him for the jump from AAA to Major League Baseball, uh, because that is wild. Uh, you feel like you would try and get some of your top prospects, your number one pick, the fourth overall draft pick. You would like put some resources in the make sure that guy's ready. They, they moved him very quickly. He was drafted in 2019, played a little bit, uh, but his first full season was in 2021 at double A. And then he was fine. Like his on base was good, but it, he didn't hit for a lot of, uh, you know, average, um, which some people put stock in, some people don't. Um, and then he did well in the Vol League, and then he got called up to AAA in 2022, and then he was in the majors. They rushed the crap out of this kid. Uh, he's 25. He's played like 280 games, I think. Is it 280? It was like a, a season and a half of big league ball. It was the equivalent. Um, 240, I want to say. Uh, he, he has not played that many professional games. So I know that he's 25. Ooh, so old. But uh, he doesn't have a lot of seasoning since he's graduated from college or got drafted out of college. That That's one. And also, they didn't prepare him for, for the jump. So there's... It's just a weird thing that I... It, I mentioned it when I talked about the Blade trade uh, last week. And I, I just thought that that was a weird thing. And it kind of lended itself. That that quote that he gave me, it lended itself. Not, he didn't give it to me, sorry. He, he gave it to Matt Kawahara. I read it to you, that's all. Uh, it lended itself to what I was already thinking. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, he also said, quotes, It's a relentless league. There's 95 plus on the mound every night. And that's kind of what he was alluding to with, you know, the jump from AAA to the big leagues is, yeah, everybody throws hard here. It you, you can't really like work on anything when you're at the big league level. Uh, you might like know what you want to do, but you don't. You can't like go take a lot of swings because there's so much. It's a long day every day for beat writers, for baseball, uh, for the players themselves, the coaches. It's a long day for everybody. The game starts at seven. Everybody's there at, like two, <laughs> and then they're there till midnight. It's a long day every day. So I get that he, there's, when he says there's not a lot of time to like work on stuff. And uh, that, that kind of leads to something that he also told the Chronicle. It, it was one article. So I'm just pulling from this one article that they wrote. Uh, he said that he was dropping his hands a little bit and he, he felt like he was dropping his hands a little bit. So he made some adjustments. And so that's what he's looking forward to in 2023. And uh, am I buying that? I think that that's probably going to that's probably going to help. He said that it's also something that he's done in the past. So he's like, oh, yeah, I felt that I was doing that, and now I'm not. Um, which is also another thing that the Marlins, while that they can't develop hitters, when they're just pushing them through every level of the minor leagues and, uh, you know, not preparing them for the major leagues and then also not helping them make adjustments once they get there, uh, that that's just uh, just seems like a recipe for success, don't you think? weird that they had to trade a pretty good pitcher for a pretty good hitter. Uh, anyways, yeah, so that's that's one takeaway is the Marlins. Yeah. So when when you're saying, oh, he, he hasn't done anything yet, he's a, he's a dud, whatever, the Marlins 
seem to have not helped him very much in what I'm reading between the lines here. So that's that's something, I think. And so getting him out of that system could lead to some good things. Uh, also, now he knows what he needs to do to have success at the big league level. Because uh, he's been at the big leagues. I believe he played like 80 games at the big league level uh, last year. And he didn't, you know, perform terribly well. Terribly well. But his on-base was good. And, uh, you know, he, he was okay. He had a good arm strength. He, he knows what he needs to do. He has been working this offseason to get to where he needs to be to have success. And I think that I'm I'm buying it a little bit. Uh, I'm not, like, fully on board the, the Blade train just yet, just because I'm not familiar with uh, his characteristics and, like, how he speaks and how he does all those things. So, like, Ramon Loreno, uh, when he's like, yeah, no, no, I've been here since October, since... <laughs> Basically, since the season ended, I've been here training. Y you know who Ramon Laureano is, and you know that he means it, and that he is dead set on uh, having a good season in 2023. Maybe it's so he can get traded. I don't know. But you know what he means by that. J.J. Blade, he's like, yeah, so this happened, this happened, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was trying not to throw his old team under the bus, and that's what we came up with here. So I'm intrigued by J.J. Blade. I am not sure that I'm buying it just yet. I need to see him with, I need to see him in some spring training games. I think that that's what it is. I need to see him play before I am buying into him in 2023. That said, I do think that he's going to spend most of the season in Oakland because he's uh, probably going to make some more of the trades. And I'm not saying he's going to be there like two weeks into the season. I'm saying the majority. So by the halfway points or roughly the trade deadline, I think that he will he will have a spot on the A's roster and play a decent amount. Let's say 300 play appearances. I think that that's the over-under right now in my head is, is he going to get ha half a season? What, what's the over-under on that? So that's my take on J.J. Blade. I am intrigued. I think that the Marlins have not done him any favors, and I want to see what he can do in a different system with the Oakland A's, and uh, I think that he's going to do well. A.J. Puck, obviously going from the A's, where he had some success last year, but he's been dealing with injuries, over to the Marlins, where they have just churned out pitchers. It's probably going to be good for him. So J.J. Blade is going to have to improve a little bit for the A's, for this trade to look good for the A's. Because uh, barring injury, like we saw with Frankie Montas, um, barring injury, I mean, it, this could be a pretty even trade unless one of these guys breaks out. So we'll see what happens there. But coming up, we're talking about Adrian Martinez, and he's been doing something that uh, I kind of talked about. I was on the right track. I missed the mark, but I was on the right track, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gloat and then also say whether or not I believe in Adrian Martinez in 2023 coming up in just one minute. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. And what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% chocolate. That's right, real chocolate all over that sucker. And they come in unbelievably flavorful flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy for you. Only 130 calories and, and 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait around to get a box anymore. For years, since the inception of this podcast, 
we have been talking to you about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now, you can just go to a local Walmart or a Sam's Club and just get some boxes over there. That's right. You can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, or if you're closer to a Sam's Club, and I mean, I am, but I don't know if you are, but... If, if you're closer to a sand club, you can go get a 13-bar box with some hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Thank you so much for making the Locked On A's your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, go check out Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects because uh, he's going to get you ready for draft season. The A's have the number sixth overall pick in the draft this season. So, uh, And also, college baseball just started this past weekend, and uh, Zach Geloff's little brother, I believe his name is Jake, uh, he's doing well. So are the A's going to draft him? I'm sure Lindsey Crosby has some thoughts about that. And also, he's talking to Evan Drellick, who wrote a, a scathing book about the Astros uh, that came out last week. So he talked to him. That's going to be an episode that comes out later this week. And also, I believe that he just talked about uh, the A's prospects just at the end of last week. So w- really, go check out Locked on MLB Prospects, because... He knows what he's doing, and he's a good time. But let's talk about Adrian Martinez. And for those of you that have been listening to the show for the last four months, since Ramon Laureano has been in Mesa, um, you may remember that I said that Adrian Martinez needed to add one more pitch. Uh, judging by what I was reading, or you know what I was seeing on his baseball savant page, it looked like he needed a two-seamer so that he could have his sinker that would go down, and then a slider that would go one way, a two-seamer that could go the other way, and then coming out of the tunnel, he would have a you know an offering that could go one of three different ways, and that would be a, a good way to go about things. I thought um, so. I was on the right track. I was thinking tunneling and doing all that stuff. Uh, apparently, uh, it's, I was kind of right, kind of wrong. So. Here's the quote from the Chronicle that really uh, stood out to me, I think. Uh, Martina, uh, quote, Martinez focused on staying online toward home a little bit longer, using the ground to stay behind his fastball better, which hopefully makes his slider and changeup that much more appealing to the hitter as everything tunnels down the same lane. End quote. Apparently, he'd been uh, falling off to- towards first base and he wasn't finishing his pitches, which means that all of his pitches were not staying in the tunnel which means that they were easy to uh, decipher from one another, which means he was getting hit. And, I mean, he, he finished with an over six, like 6.35 ERA, something like that. Uh, right, right in there, 6.3 something. And uh, it, when you're not tunneling, that's kind of what happens. And he has the, the best vertical movement on a changeup in the big leagues. And I, I think that uh, he, he still has some tools it's about execution for Adrian Martinez, and I'm very excited to see what he can do with that. Uh, batters hit 338 against his fastball last year, so if uh, if he's working on his his mechanics and his delivery, and batters aren't going to hit 338 against him anymore, that's a good sign. Uh, also, they only whiffed 13 and a half percent on his fastball, so uh, for for something that you're throwing that much, uh, may, maybe maybe uh, not. It, not a fastball, it's a sinker. Technically. Anyways, uh, is he going to be better? Yes. I I think that he's going to be better because he had a pretty bad season last year and he's addressing the issue that uh, both he and the A's saw and he's been working on that this offseason. 
how much of an impact is it going to have? That is up for debate. I, uh, I, I'm going to have to see it in play. It, TBD, if we're being honest. But uh, I, I think that he still starts the season in Las Vegas just because who, who's he going to kick out? I mean, even if uh, like even if James Caprillion is out, maybe he could beat out like Mueller. But I, I don't if he's dominating. Sure. But I think that there's too many guys ahead of him on the depth chart right now. You'd have to really have an amazing spring training to make the A's opening day roster for, for me, I think. But I think that he could put in some time and, you know, execute his pitches, execute his delivery in Las Vegas for a month, maybe two months. And then he could earn his way back up to the to the big league level because I still like Adrian Martinez. I'm not like high on him. But I'm intrigued by what he can do if he can put it all together. And I want to see him start putting it together. And uh, he's going to be pitching for Team Mexico in the WBC. I'm intrigued to watch him do that. Uh, is he going to be starting? Is he going to be relieving? I think that they were going to get him up to like 60 pitches by the time that he leaves A's camp uh, and goes over to Team Mexico to go play in the WBC. Uh, so we'll we'll see what he how much he's throwing and all that. But I, I'm intrigued by Adrian Martinez. I'm not sure that I'm buying that it, it, he's going to have an amazing season, but I think that he will, I mean, he's he's going to be better than he was last year. He's also going to be 26 this season, so that's kind of cool. I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. Anytime you talk about tunneling and, uh, you know, it, it, which is kind of trickery, sorcery, it's the stuff that you see uh, the pitching ninja do all the time, where it's, uh, you know, the overlay videos, where it's like, oh, this one goes this way, and this one goes this way. And, uh, like, how does anybody ever hit a baseball? Well, when you don't tunnel it like Adrian Martinez in 2022, that, that's how people hit baseballs. So if he's tunneling better, I think he's got the repertoire to have a pretty good season. Maybe even a league average season. I think that might be the, the bar for this year. If he can make 12 starts, well, let's say 12 starts for the A's in 2023. If, if he's league average, I think that's a huge win. And I'd be scared for the league in 2024 because uh, he's coming. He's coming, folks. So that is my take. I'm buying. I'm and then I'm kind of on the fence with the other two guys, but I'm buying Ramon Laureano coming to play in 2023. Adrian Martinez, I think that he's going to be he's going to be good. I don't know how good, but he's going to be good. He's going to be a lot better. I like it. Uh, also, Adam, Adam Aller. I like uh, pitchers. I like all the guys that the A's have They're They're intriguing. They have a lot of interesting guys, and they're going to give a lot of these guys a lot of run. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I, I I buy that the Marlins may have tried to screw up J.J. Bladé. That's that's what I'm buying with J.J. Bladé. So I, I want to see what he does with a bat in his hands, with the A's, see what they have him working on. That's what I'm buying. So that's, uh, that's buy or sell for today. As more quotes come through, maybe we'll keep doing this. Let me know if you guys like it. Uh, if you need me to be, you know, more... Ah, uh, or not. I don't know. I don't know even what that meant, but <laughs> anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk about some more things. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll have a, a good time. If there's anything you guys want me to talk about, let me know down in the comments below. Um, and also, uh, if you have just a, a nice thing to say, I'll mention you on the show next time. So uh, comment down below if you're on YouTube. If you're not, uh, just leave us a, a nice little rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. But that's it for me today, you guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>